out to the front. And before we start, let's get Gabby. And let's get Jeremiah. And let's get Melanie up on the stage. And let's get, come on up, come on up to the stage. Give it up for them, y'all. Gabby, Jeremiah, Gabriel, Jeremiah, and Melanie. Come up to Chris's mic and share at least one name and one food. Or <laughs> one food. <laughs> I'm hungry, y'all. Share one name and one interesting thing that they found. So go up to the mic, starting with Melanie. Yep, called you out, girl. Go ahead, go. <laughs> Give it up for Melanie and Stephanie. Next up, none other but your Jeremiah. Okay, interesting thing that they did. Here we go. Give it up for Jeremiah and the Conservation Club. All right, Gabriel, here we go, here we go. Give it up for Gabriel. Okay, enough. Ooh, go. Natano. Give it up, <laughs> Jeremiah, Gabby, and Melanie. And now yours truly, Chris Sinclair Pittman, is going to give us our house rules. Blue mic, blue mic, blue mic, blue mic. It wasn't on. Oh. <laughs> That's what happened. Hello, everybody. Can we get those house rules up here for a minute? Oh, perfect, perfect. Wait, put it back. All right, everybody. So house rules are, once you're here, you're here. No fighting, no cursing, no threatening, gang affiliation or the like. No talking while somebody is on the what? Shut off all cell phones. No PDA, six-inch rule. Y'all know what that is. Respect the leaders and each other. And y'all know number seven, man. Everybody screaming out. This first song, y'all know it. it. We do it a lot. We used to. It's called Trademark Styles. How many of y'all know that song? How many of you guys know who knows the handshakes and the hand gestures? I'm trading my styles. Jason, all right. Jason and Melanie come up to the front. Send right in the middle. Here we go. Jason and Melanie right up to the front. So they're going to do us the handshake right up here in the front. No, no, no. Right, right here in the front, right in the center stage. Melanie, move close. There we go. So we're going to sing the chorus so you guys can follow along. But it goes something like this. I'm trading my sorrows. They'll show you. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Yes, I'm trading my sorrows. Yes, I'm trading my shame. You guys get it? Here we go. Yes, I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Y'all catch that? So from the top, here we go. I'm trading my sorrows. Yes, I'm trading my sorrows. Here we go. Yes, I'm trading my shame. Here we go. Yes, I'm playing them down for the joy of the Lord. Y'all get it? Y'all ready for it? No, y'all got to do it. Y'all ready for it? Come on, clap hands. 
See, I'm trading. Here we go. You saw I'm trading my sorrows. You saw I'm trading my shame. Come on. You saw I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. You saw I'm trading my sickness. You saw I'm trading my sickness. Here we go. You saw I'm trading my. You saw I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. We say yes. We say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Here's what we're going to do. I want everybody to move in closer to the middle. Here we go. Moving closer to the middle. If you see your neighbor not doing it, grab him by the hand. Here we go. So when we get to that part, when they say yes, Lord, we're just going to jump, all right? And so this is how we're going to jump. Let's demonstrate it like this. Um, okay. I'm putting down the guitar. This is going to be good. Okay. So when we say we're going to jump, we're going to jump like this. It's not like this. Okay. I want you guys to jump leaning around me and just like leaning on me. Don't push me so much. Don't force fights. Force force, okay? demonstrate it because otherwise we can possibly get in trouble <laughs> black eyes they're bleeding so, so we don't want that so you guys want to be nice and close get the concert feel so from the top y'all ready okay give it up for jason and melanie they did a good job here we go one two one two three four Sing, I'm trading. Here we go. You saw I'm trading my sorrows. Here we go. You saw I'm trading my shame. You saw I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness. You saw I'm trading my sickness. You saw I'm trading my pain. You saw I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Can we say yes? Here we go. We say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Sing, I'm trading. Here we go. You saw I'm trading my sorrows. You saw I'm trading my shame. You saw I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Jesus, I'm trading. You saw I'm trading my sickness. Trading my pain. I'm trading my pain. You saw I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. We see yes, Lord. We see yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Can we say yes? We say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Come give a hand clap to Jesus.
Uh, it's the reason why we do these things because we can. <laughs> and it's fun to worship Jesus. This next song is a house favorite. Here we go. Come clap those hands. Here we go. Let me sing and I've got, and I've got a river of living water, a fountain that never will run dry. In this open heaven, the joy leasing, and we will never be denied. We're stirring up, here we go. Cause we're stirring up deep, deep wells. We're serving up deep, deep waters. We're gonna jump in the river. Jump in the river. Cause we're serving up. Come on, straight up. We're serving up. We're gonna dance in the river. Dancing. Deep cries out. And deep cries out to deep cries out to. Deep cries out to deep cries out to. We cry out, so we cry out to you, Jesus. Deep cries, and deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to. We cry out, and we cry out to you, Jesus. Come on, clap your hands. Singing, I've got. Here we go. And I've got a river of living water, a fountain that never will run dry. It's an open, and it's an open heaven that you're releasing, and we will never be denied. Come on, stir it up. Let me see you. Because we're stirring up. We're serving up deep, deep waters. We're gonna jump in the river. Jump in the river. Cause we're stirring up deep, deep wells. We're serving up deep, deep. We're gonna dance, we're gonna dance. And deep cries out. And deep cries out to deep cries out to. Deep cries out to deep cries out to. We cry out and we cry out to you, Jesus. And deep cries out, a deep cries out to, deep cries out, a deep cries out to. We cry out and we cry out to you, Jesus. Come on and clap your hands. You all ready to move? Here we go. And if he goes to the left, and if he goes to the left, and if he goes to the right, then we're going to the right. We're gonna jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, 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 everybody. If he goes to the left, and if he goes, and if he goes to the right, then we're going to the right. We're gonna dance, 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 dance in the river. Dance, 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 everybody. If he goes to the left, and if he, and if he goes to the right, then we're we're gonna jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, come on. It's one more time. And if he goes, 
And if he calls, shout, we're gonna shout, 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 shout in the river. Gonna sing deep cries, here we go. And deep cries out, and deep cries out too. Deep cries out, and deep cries out too. We cry out, and we cry out to you, G. One more time, deep cries out, and deep cries out too. Deep cries out, and deep cries out too. We cry out, and we cry out to you, Jesus. Oh, we cry out to you today. Oh, we cry out to you today, oh Lord. It's our heart's desire. It's our heart's desire to know you, to be in your presence. If you could just close your eyes and just in an attitude of prayer and a worship unto God, would you just tell him how great he is? God, you're so great. You're bigger than all our problems. Your love for us is greater than all our sins, oh Jesus. It's why we worship you. That's why we sing songs to you. Come on. In your own words. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us, Jesus. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us, Jesus. Come on, sing that. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us, Jesus. Come and tell him. You mean everything to us. Come on. You mean everything to us, Jesus. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us. Come lift your voice. Fill this place with your worship. Sing out. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us, Jesus. Oh, you mean everything to us. You mean everything to us. You mean everything to us, Jesus. Oh, we love you. We love you, Jesus. Your heart's desire. Oh, and you saved us. It's our mission. It's our goal. It's our intent to know more of you. To know you, God, so that our ways, our lives can change. Because we try changing on our own and it never sticks. It never sticks. It never works. God, we want to know the real power, the real love of Jesus. The love that transforms, the love that changes lives. If you just want to know that love, I just would encourage you right now with eyes closed to lift your hands and just receive the love of God and just say, God, I want to know more your love. 
I want to know more who you are. I want to worship you. If all you can say is, I just want to know you, Jesus. I want to know you. That's okay. Because he'll show himself to you. He loves it when you ask him. He loves it when you say, Jesus, show me. I want to know who you are. I want to know what you've done in my life. And the Bible says that he's always been there. That he puts the pieces of the puzzle in place. That he's the author and finisher of our faith. Oh, we worship you. Yes, I want to know you more. Yes, I want to know you more. Yes, I want to know. Yes, I want to know. Yes, I want to know. Come on, if you're in this place and you want to know Jesus. It's in these times of worship where we can express our heart unto God. And at the same time, for those who are curious, who've been interested, who just want to know more about God, where God can just pour out His Spirit. And what that means, does that mean God just takes control of your thoughts? That He comes in? That sometimes the words in the Bible seem foreign, you don't understand. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, that God helps us understand so that we can take those very same words and apply them to our life. And the Bible says that His words, they give us life because they lead us away from the wrong things. They lead us away from sin. They lead us away from heartache. They lead us away from anger. They lead us away from the ways that bring us death and heartache and pain. But His Word brings life. His Word brings life and He leads us, the Bible says. He leads us by quiet waters. So if you're just wanting more of Jesus or you just want to know who He is, take these next couple moments right now as we sing this next song. As we sing this next song. It's just a song of us praising Jesus. It's just a song for us to say, God, I want you to be lifted high. The words say, be lifted high, be lifted high for your glory, be lifted high. And when we sing that as a Christian, we're saying, God, with my life, I want you to be number one. God, with my thoughts, I want you to be number one. God, with my family, I want you to be number one. God, in my school, I want you to be number one. And we sing that. And even though sometimes in your family, sometimes in your school, and even in your life that might be the case, He may not be number one. When we take these times to worship God and say, God, I want you to do something in my heart so that when I leave this place, it goes farther than just me singing songs on a Friday night. It goes further than just me coming and sitting and standing in a worship. God, it's real words that you can do in me. Come on, if you want God to do some great things in your life, with all eyes closed and just your heart open and your mind open, we're just going to sing this next song unto God, this last song, and just declare that He is King, that He is risen, that He is no longer in a grave, and that the power is in Jesus Christ. Oh, yes.
and be lifted high, and be lifted high. For you, glory, be lifted high, be lifted high, be lifted high. For you, glory, be lifted. Come on, every voice, sing that out. Be lifted high, be lifted high, for your be lifted high, be lifted high, be lifted high, be lifted high, and for your be lifted high.
Jesus, oh, Lord. Oh, we want to sing a song to you. Oh, corner, I triple dog dare you. To sing this song, to sing, to worship God. If as if he was in the room. As if Jesus himself were standing in this room. And you saw the nail-pierced hands and feet. And he walked up onto this stage. And he stood before you. I want you to worship him. As if he was here. Not just by mere words, but with everything you got. With everything you got. Oh, I want to worship. Yes, I want to worship. Yes, I want to sing songs to you. I want my life to change. I want my life to change. I want to know Jesus. Yes, I want to know Jesus. Oh, I want to know the one who died on the cross for my sins. The one who died for me. Oh, the one who died for me. Yeah. The one who died for me. The one who died for me. Yes, I want to know. The one who died for me. Jesus. The one who died for me. Yeah, the one who died for me, the one who died for me, sound to know you, Lord, sound to know you, oh, Lord. I just want to encourage you, age is nothing but a number when it comes to worshiping the Lord. If you're older, if you're younger in this place. You're all entitled to worship God. Oh, come on, let's sing that again. I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. I want to look right at you. I want to sing right to you. Like you're not in the room. I wanna look right at you. I wanna sing right to you. Oh, Lord. Quote every heart. This is probably new for some of us. But I promise you, it only gets better. To help us focus, we just close our eyes. And we just say we want more of Jesus. I want here, I just don't want to come to a service and hear things. I want my life to show the evidence that I've been touched by God. The Bible says He gives us power, that He takes away our sins, He takes away our mistakes. I want that same power in my life, in my testimony when people meet me. God, we pray right now that you would manifest your power. That you would send your power even to these young students. They may not know what it is, God. They may not understand it fully in their minds. But God, I pray, Lord, that you would just bless them with your power. That a demonstration of your power will consume their lives. And they'll know that something is different. Something is not the same. And that will be the witness. And that will be the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now, we're just going to make room for God to demonstrate His power. This is new for a lot of us. 
And we just want God to move. And we're just going to say, God, we want you to show us your power. For every person in this place, right now with all eyes closed, God, I pray that you would just anoint every head. That, God, you would send down your Holy Spirit, more of your Holy Spirit. And you would speak to us in ways we were never able to understand if you didn't come and speak to us. With all eyes closed, the Lord right now is going to speak to you. The way he might speak to you, he might give you some dreams. He might give you some things. He might give you some illustrations in your mind. He might show you some things that have been bothering you. And then those things, that, as, as he's showing it to you, are going to disappear. And what that is, is God just showing us his power. Whenever his power, whenever the love of God encounters our life, we're no longer the same and our old ways have changed. Maybe some of the things that have hurt you, maybe some of the things that have scarred you, have been deep down inside. And when the power of God comes into your life, those things begin to disappear. So right now, with all eyes closed, we're just going to invite right now the power of God to touch our lives. For every person here, if all you can say is, Jesus, I want more of your power. Come on, right now. Just tell them right now, I just want more of your power. Oh, Jesus. More of you. More of you. Oh, we want more of you, Jesus. More power. More power, more power, yeah, Speak to us, speak to us. Oh, speak to us. Speak to us. I just hear the Lord saying, some of you might not know his voice. You guys might be hearing things and some of those things may be scaring you because they're not the way you would think. God wants to let you know that he's going to identify with you right now. That you don't have to be afraid. And that everything you'll ever need is in his voice, is in his word. Because when he speaks and when he brings you close, that's your identity. He guides you, he leads you. And some of these things may just sound weird. Like he just said, God may just be saying, I just love you so much you never would understand. You may be hearing that in your heart, in your mind, and you just don't know. Like, man, I don't know if this is God. Guess what? That's God. Some of you, God, may just be restoring in your heart. I just hear the Lord saying he wants to restore prodigal sons. That even for prodigal sons, he says, don't be afraid of my voice. Lord, for every person in this place, God, I pray right now, God, that you 
God, starting now from the rest of this night, that you would speak to us, God. We want to know you more. We know that you're an awesome God. We know that you're a mighty and a powerful God. And your desire and your will is to make yourself known through your son Jesus and the power of the cross. And I pray today, God, that you, Father, that we would all receive that. That, Father God, that people may have received it for the first time, but get rocked, Father, by the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would do these things, that people would discover, find their first love, their true love in Jesus Christ. That chains will be broken. The chains of sin. Father God, the old way, the stinking thinking will be transformed. The way we saw church, the way we saw coming to church, the way we saw praying will begin to change. God, let us start right now. And I pray, God, that your spirit would be with us. We want the real deal, God. We want the real deal. May you lead us, God. We trust on you. We don't know what we're doing except for what you do and how you lead us, God. And so we want you to be with us in the things that we have in our small group, in our times of, of, uh, of Lord, just loving on each other and fellowship. God, the times that we have in, in service with announcements in the word. God, we want you to come and speak to us. To every person in this place, God, whether it's their first time, God, to the 201 leaders, to myself, God. Lord, I pray for a revelation of your son, Jesus. You're the reason why we come. You're the reason why we come. I pray, Lord, we lift you up in this place. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, come give the Lord a hand clap of praise, will you? Amen. What I want to do, I want to end this night in worship. I've had a lot of fun doing that. And we're just going to end this night in worship. So what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and break out into our life groups. So we have my saints over here, JC soldiers over here, some quick announcements. And then we're going to come back in and go through, the, you know, everything that we do. And then we're going to get to the word. And after the word, we're going to worship again. Amen. Y'all want to do that? Come on, now, break it out to life groups. Here we go.
30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Ten more seconds, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Go ahead and break back in for me, please. Go ahead and break back in for me, please, 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 please. If you all can do me a kind favor, first and second rows. This is what we want to do. First and second rows, I want to be able to see your lovely faces. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome to Elevate. Y'all know who we do every Friday at 7.30. We get down. It's getting hot. Please invite your friends. The school year is almost over. Okay, I want to encourage you. I want to spur you on. You guys ever seen a cowboy? They always have like the little stars on the back of their heels. When they do that and they're riding a horse, they go, yeah. Right? They do something like that. They spur the horse. That means that spur it. The horse knows like, hey, I'm getting faster now. I want to spur you on to go ahead and invite your friend. You guys have the opportunities to be in the high schools, to be in the grammar schools, the places that we wish we can go and be at. We try to do it every Friday, and we go out and evangelize. But let me tell you one thing. When I graduated high school, when I graduated and I got saved and on fire for Jesus, I realized then, let's just like, man, I wish I would have lived crazy for Jesus. I wish I would have sold out my life to Jesus so I could see my friends saved. Because I look and I come to church, some of the friends that I had in Lane Tech, my baseball players, and other friends that I had around me are not here, are not saved. So I looked back and said, man, you know what? If I could ever go back in time and do something and redo it again, I would be crazy for Jesus on my high school and invite my friends and win my friends to Jesus. Amen. So you guys have the opportunity to go ahead and do that. Do that right now. I just want to encourage you to be crazy for Jesus. People may think you're weird, but guess what? They thought Jesus was weird. Amen. So welcome to a place where we consider ourselves weird because we love Jesus. Amen. Y'all got to do better than that. Amen. Amen. Here at Elevate, our vision is this, loving God and loving people. We love God and we love people. And it's shown by the things that we say, how we act, uh, you know, our fellowship, some of the things that we do. We got some awesome things here. We actually have this strategy. It's called Connect, Mentor, and Send. Can you guys repeat after me? Say Connect. Oh, you got to be louder. Say Connect. No, you got to yell at me. Like, yell at me like I did something wrong. One, two, three. Okay, here. Say Mentor. Oh, y'all failed. Say Mentor. And say sin. Our strategy here in this church is to connect you, to mentor you, and to send you out. And this is some of the things that we do to get you going and moving. Tomorrow we have life group, not here at the church, but my main man, my brother from another mother, my main squeeze. Hector is having life group at his house. So tomorrow it's going to be our house. What's your address? 3251 North Whipple. Okay, if you take Belmont all the way down, if you pass Pulaski, you're going to pass uh, Kedzie, and you're going to hit Whipple. You're going to make the left there, and he's going to be the house at the end of the block or closer to the end. We don't want you to miss it. We're going to be in somebody else's house. Say, ooh. 
It's going to be an exciting time. So tomorrow at 6 p.m. at Hector's house. Please, if you if you want to find out the address, please confirm with some of the leaders, or even better yet, Hector's going to make himself available. Yes. With Cynthia as well. Cynthia and Hector to be them, make themselves available to find out the address. Everything you need to know, just talk to these two. Amen. And the way we do discipleship, the way we do this here in the church is through a one-on-one -on -one process. Jesus said, go out and make disciples. We want to do that. But that's my heart. If you were to ask me, Adam, what's your mission in the youth groups? Make disciples. Because this is where we take the Bible and we apply it. We just don't let it come by and be like, oh, I guess I'm going to work on this. As we apply it, sometimes there may be things in our life where we're like, well, I need help with that. Guess what? Discipleship is the place to do that. Amen. Talk to a life group leader, Cynthia or myself. We want you to plug in and be a part of it. And after you become into our process, we then send you out. And guess what? You're going to school anyways. Right? Sometimes we get that idea like we can cut school. Like I don't want to go to school today. Uh-uh. Go to school. Don't be bad because check this out. I was told this. If you're a Christian, but you get bad grades, that a testimony unto Jesus, right? All the things that we do are a testimony unto God. And cutting class, getting bad grades will be a testimony to Him. I'm not saying, well, that's hard for me to do math. Everybody has their struggles. But do things as an example, as a testimony to Jesus. Amen. And our goal here is 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches around the world <laughs> 50 churches to plant and 500 around the world if you think we can do it say amen and stand to your feet oh y'all gotta do better now y'all gotta help me preach say amen amen sum we want you guys if you guys have questions about it ask us me or cynthia sum students i cannot be wait to i cannot be wait i cannot wait <laughs> i cannot wait to graduate may 12. Like, you have no idea, but God is doing some amazing things through SUM. If you want more information, talk to a leader. Next slide for me, please. A tithe and offering. A tithe is what? Is it? Who was here last week that was a cheapies cake? Who was it? Tito cheapies cake. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. A tithe is 10% of your total income, and your offering is whatever you offer to God after you tithe. Very simple. If I have $40 in my pocket, $10 of that tithe, or $10, a tithe is for a tithe, 10% is what? $4. $4, okay? Do we have a number this week? Let's see if we have a number. No, we don't. We got the 40, amen? Let's repeat this out loud and just believe it as we say it. Let's not just say it, but let's look the Lord to say, hey, Lord, that's what I'm going to say because I believe it. Amen. Acts 20, 35, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said. What did he say? Just close our eyes right now. Father, I pray uh, for every student in this place, God. God, some of them may not have much. Some of them may have. Father, according to what they have, Father, I pray that you will bless them to be a blessing to your church. Father, we lift up the nations, uh, the people that we would touch, the people that we would reach and support. God, we pray that you would use them in a mighty way. God, we do these things so that your kingdom, your gospel can go out to different places and to different countries so that people may be saved. Father, we pray that you would use us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, come on up as you give. Come on up as you give.
Hallelujah. How many of you guys want to learn something today in the Word of God? Amen. How many of you want to learn something today in the Word of God? Amen. This is what I'm going to do. Just so that I can have everybody Let's open up in a word of prayer, right? Let's do everything in a word of prayer, allowing God to say, hey, God, you set the atmosphere in this place. You set the level. You set the tone. God, I want you to speak into my mind because these opportunities, guess what? We're allowing God to say, hey, I don't know a lot about the Bible. Maybe I do, but still, maybe some things I don't understand. I want you right now, God, to just change my mind. Help me understand. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit does that. So if you want that, and what I'm about to preach, when you want God to change your mind, to just open up the word of God so you can see, like, oh, my gosh, I understand. Let's pray right now, yeah? Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name, God, that you would just reveal, you would unveil the mysteries, the secrets of your word. Father, I pray today, God, that youth, Father, would understand, will be impacted by your word and the things that you're saying to us. And, Father, I pray that, you know, we will take this word and apply it. Father, and, and be a light. Father, today we're talking about the salt and light. And Father, I pray that we will become that to this generation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you can do me the favor, and if you guys have your Bible, open up your Bible to Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Verses 13, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Now, what I'm going to do for you guys, I'm going to give you a, a background and give you exactly what's happening in this chapter of the Bible. Did you know that when you read the Bible, there's something that has happened? There's a story, there's a context, what we like to call it, for what's in the Bible. It's not just like, oh, these people just wrote it one day, they picked up, but this is what they're going to write. There was something happening, and Matthew chapter 5 is when Jesus goes and starts the Sermon on the Mount. One of the most famous sermons that Jesus did was called the Sermon on the Mount. And he goes up to this mountain, and people follow him. People are following him. Jesus has a crowd, and he starts to preach. Jesus starts to preach. And if you want to look at one of Jesus' sermons, you know Jesus was a preacher. You go to Matthew chapter 5, and he starts off with the Beatitudes. Can you guys say Beatitudes? The Beatitudes are attitudes that we need to be. Amen? And so that is before this, right before we get into verse 13, 1 through 12. Those are the Beatitudes. And Jesus is teaching us about the kingdom of God. Jesus goes up to the mountain, and these people have been waiting for a sign from God. And people are saying, man, this guy's a prophet. Man, this guy's amazing. I mean, he's saying things that no one has said. He's healing people. He's going out. And Jesus starts off with this, a sermon on the mount. And he starts to preach, and he teaches people about the kingdom of God. And he's looking at people. He's speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to followers, people who love him, and people who are curious, right? And he starts off in chapter... Uh, chapter 5, verse 13, and he says this. Verse 13, it says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. The city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give it light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father who is in heaven. Amen. I love that. So what is Jesus saying right now? If you read that and if you understand the context of everything that's happening, you'll read that and you'll say, Jesus just call me salt? Jesus just called you salt in this paragraph, in this passage of the Bible. And if we have no understanding of what he's saying, 
We'll go up and say, Dad, you need to be salt. Well, what does that mean? If I just go up to you and just randomly say, you need to be salt. Nowadays, the only thing that I can correlate how we say salt, how we use it, is if you feel salty. Anybody still use that? Yeah, yeah we still use that. Salty, you know what I mean? Like, oh, salty. Like when something happens, it didn't go your way, and you were bragging, like, this is how it's going to happen. It didn't go like that. Salty. And you do like this because guess what? They have little pieces of salt on their shoulder. They feel salty, right? Anyways, that's how we use it. And when if I say that, some of us will be like, you feel salty? Jesus is treating us? Like, what's going on? What is Jesus saying? What are you saying? Jesus, you are the salt of the earth. Did you know in that time, the uses of salt, throughout the Bible, it teaches us different uses of salt, but the main uh, reason for salt in this time, in Jesus' time, was to preserve food, was to preserve meat so that it wouldn't decay. They didn't have refrigerators back then. Hello, y'all. They didn't have outlets. They didn't have Kenmore's. They didn't have mate, mate tags. They didn't have none of that. They didn't open up refrigerator. I'm thirsty. What you want? I got parcha. I got water. I got Pepsi. Which one do you want? Uh, I'll go with the water. They didn't have that. And so whenever they would kill an animal, instead of it spoiling and it rotting and it being no good, say like if you kill a cow, right? You kill a cow and guess what? You want to have steak. Okay, you kill a cow, you have steak, mm, you're all filled up, but guess what? The rest of that cow now is exposed and is, and is dying and now it's rotting. And so what do you do to preserve it? At that point in time, they use salt to preserve. And what the salt will do, the salt will take all the liquids, will dry up the meat so that the, the agent that would cause decay would no longer be in the, uh, in the meat. So it would last longer. So what they would do, they would take the salt and just pat it down and put it all over the meat so that it can stay and it can last long periods of time without decay. Isn't that awesome? And Jesus is saying to them, because they know it, when he says this, they understand it. It's not like, what does it mean? So that's what the primary reason for salt. Now when you read this passage, let's read it again, now understanding what salt was for. Jesus said this, you are the salt of the earth. Jesus says you are the salt of of the earth. Jesus is saying to the people on the mountain, He's saying, you are the people that will prevent decay from happening. You are the people that will stop uh, um, perversion, to stop these things, uh, decay, uh, rotting, all these things in the earth to happen. God will use you to impact this society. God is saying, you will be used by me to prevent these things. And He's talking to the people. And people understand this. You are the salt of the earth. Let's read this because Jesus also, as he calls them this, he says you are the salt of the earth. He also gives parameters. He also gives warnings for both salt and light later on in the chapter. Let's read it one more time. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. What purpose then would salt have if it loses its saltiness? It would have no purpose whatsoever. None. They could no longer use it. If salt were to lose its, its, the power, the thing that makes it salty, it would no longer be useful to preserve the meat. And so the Bible says that it would be thrown out and trampled by men. So what are some of the things that we can do to preserve our saltiness? I stay salty, y'all. Right? This pastor is telling me, like, you want to be salty. You go, and if that ever happens again, ooh, feeling salty, I stay salty. You can tell them that. 
But Jesus is saying, look, you need to be the salt of the earth and you need to be and stay salty. Look to your neighbor and say, hey, stay salty. No, no, you look to your other neighbor and say, you is salty. <laughs> I just remember like this random story. We're just going to go there because I'm there now. I remember playing baseball all the entire time. And if you would sweat, sweat salty. Okay, I'll just leave it like that because it'll get really gross. Like, I can't believe you said that. I ain't going to say it. Okay. Anyways, keep on going. The idea is you saying stay salty because if you're no longer salty, you're useless. You're useless. And some of the things that when we think about like, how can something lose its saltiness? How can a Christian backslide? Some of the questions you can ask and correlate. I'm going to give you three things to how to stay salty. Oh, you want to write this down. I stay salty. This is not an ingredient for food to make something really tasty. This is so that you can be used of God so that God can begin to do something in part of spirit. And so you can go out there and change the world. You can prevent decay from happening in your family. Hello. You can have you can stop decay from happening at your job. You can stop decay from happening in your schools. You can stop things from going bad wherever you're at. Three ways. Let's write these down. Number one. Live for the truth. Live for the truth. Godly character. Some of the things in order to remain in the Lord, to remain salty, is if you have godly character. That your life matches to the word of God. Who you are in front of people is who you are behind closed doors. Do those things line up? Who you are in church is who you are when you act towards your mom, towards your dad. Who you are towards people in the church is who you are towards your boss, towards your friends. To the people that you don't even like. Hello? It's to, it's to live for the truth, our character. And when you live for the truth, that means to take the word of God and live that out. Apply that. Say, hey, God, look, if you don't like me lying, guess what? I'm going to stop lying because your word says to stop. God, if you, if you don't like me sinning like this, you do, God, you saying to, to, to cheat, to steal is wrong. Guess what? I'll stop it because your word is, your word is true. So the Bible says to, to live for that, to stay salty in order to do that. Live for the truth is your godly character. Amen? So one thing to look at is your character. Number two is to stand for the whole message. To make and take a stand for the whole message of God. You see, Jesus is giving them this command. He's giving them this, um, this word. And he's saying, go, you are the salt of the earth. And pe we're going to be around people. Guess what? Christians, they're not just supposed to stay in church and just hang out. We only hang out in church that we never go out. Like, I like to go out. I like to go to the movies. I like to go to Six Flags. I like to go to the parks. I like to go downtown. I like to go shopping. So guess what? I'm going to be around people, right? You cannot avoid that you're going to be around people. And Jesus, knowing this, he's telling them, look, work on your character, godly character. Make sure it lines up with the word. And number two, stand for the whole message of the Bible. See, we love the message and we go and tell people that, man, Jesus loves you. He forgives you of your sins. And people will come and like, I want to be forgiven of sins. And they'll do that. But sometimes they forget the whole message of the Bible. They forget the whole message of Jesus. See, Jesus, yes, he was about forgiveness. But there was more to that. There is more in the word of what Jesus wants to do just to just come and just be forgiven. And sometimes we only share that part of like now in modern Christianity in order to be accepted, in order for people to like us. We'll tell them like, man, you can just be forgiven and come up to church and be cool and you're going to heaven. 
When that doesn't say any of that in the Bible, the Bible says to repent from your sin. It's a change of heart. And so when we look at the Bible, we have to take the entire message, the whole message, and what the Bible says about love, and what the Bible says about marriage, and what the Bible says about homosexuality, and what the Bible says about sin. We have to stand in that, and we can't change that. What does Jesus say about this? What does Jesus say about this? What does Jesus say about this? Right? So when we look at it, we have to stand for the whole message. And some of us, that made me, man, I, I mean, I have some, some friends that don't love Jesus, and, and they're really hostile. And some, you know, well, some of them are gay, and, and, and some of them might be like this, and I don't want to tell them they're wrong. And, and, and here's the thing. We have to stand with what Jesus says. And it's okay to do that, to stand on the side of Jesus because he's the Lord and Savior and he wants to restore people. Guess what? Your gay friends, guess what? The people who hate God, God wants to restore. God wants to shed his love to them. But we need to stand for the entire message of the Bible in order to do that. Godly message. And number three, here we go. Demonstrate truth with deeds. Demonstrate the truth with deeds. How to keep saltiness. Number one. Live for the truth. It's our character, godly character. Number two, we stand for the whole message. It's the godly message. And number three, we demonstrate the truth with our deeds. How about this? With the natural and the supernatural deeds. I love it because we're working. We, we love God. We're dealing with God. God's not an ordinary God. He is not. I mean, you just can't comprehend. When you see someone get up from a wheelchair who's been in a wheelchair for years and years and years, God does amazing things. When you see someone who has been hating God for their whole entire life, doubting God, give their life to Jesus, that's a supernatural thing. That is, oh my gosh, this person was an atheist. They used to listen to punk rock and heavy metal gothic stuff. You saw it, and now they're saved. We actually have people like that in the church who used to be like that. Vanessa was one. One of, our, one of the pastors for Wicker Park. God can do amazing things. But here's the thing. We need to demonstrate truth with our deeds. What are your actions showing other people? Right? There's a, there's a famous saying, actions speak louder than... Hello? If the world can understand, like, by what you're doing is going to tell me or not, if you're a Christian and I can watch you, guess what they're going to be watching? They are going to be watching you. Every single thing. Every, I'm telling you. You don't think at work they're watching me? If I do one thing that doesn't sound like a Christian. Hey, I thought you were a Christian. That's not bad. That's not wrong. What are you talking about? I'm telling you. They'll look for every and anything to pull up against you. Because they're watching your actions. Because guess what? People want to believe in Jesus Christ. And they want to see the evidence through your life. They want to see it, right? And we demonstrate this with our natural things, the things that we do, loving God and loving people. And we do this by the supernatural, things that you have no power unless Jesus comes and does something. Like salvation, it doesn't depend on Tito. It doesn't depend on me. It doesn't depend on Steph or Stephanie. Salvation depends on the Holy Spirit and the person. So you know it's a work of God. It's not like I can go up to somebody. Salvation doesn't work like this. Or you come up, oh, you're saved. I prayed for you. You're done. Salvation happens when a person realizes their state without Jesus. They are separated from God. And they realize, I am going on a straight B 
beeline path to hell without Jesus. But this Jesus person, he saved me. He says he rescued me from my sins. He wipes those things away. And now I can be in a relationship with him and I can grow and I can get to know more about this God that before I had no clue about. And the Bible says he makes himself known that he wants to show me things. Did you know the Bible and Jesus and God wants to, he wants to show you who he is? He's not like somebody's like, he wants you to go after him. He wants to demonstrate his power and love. And one of the ways people see this is supernatural deeds. It just supernaturally. Right now around the world, there's revival happening. There are meetings. There are prayer meetings. There are things happening that are only explainable like that as a miracle or supernatural. It is happening. It is happening. And so sometimes we'll, like I, I always see whenever I go to a, a hotel there's all these shows on the supernatural. Today I was in the barbershop. I'll tell you one right now. You know, I go in for a line, you know, snip snip over here, right? And I walk in there and I sat down on the TV and all the guys are quiet. Usually they're all chatterbox. They're talking like, oh, how's your day? La, 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 la. And they're all quiet and cutting hair and they're watching. I'm like, what are they watching? They're watching aliens. Uh, something history channel on aliens. They're like, Hey, Joe, I think that's real. I think I've seen one. And I'm just like, what in the world? You're cutting my hair. What's going on right now? And so people are drawn to the supernatural. People are drawn to these things. And guess what? Healings and miracles, they point people back to Jesus and God. They do. Oh, my gosh. Um, people getting healed. I was in a healing crusade. We were praying for people, wanted to see them healed. This young lady who had sprained, uh, uh, tore ligaments in her leg, she was going to have surgery the following week. They pray for her and they say, in Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, be healed. She goes on the stage, testimony, carrying the brace in hand, and she's jumping and she's stomping. She's saying, Jesus Christ is healing. She's raising up her brace. Healing right there. Supernatural. So he got lucky. Okay, what about the girl that came afterwards who had the same thing on her wrist? She had sprained her wrist and it was swollen. She goes up here and Jesus has healed me. What about that one? Two for two. Supernatural deeds point to Jesus and people are excited and they want to know more about it. We can demonstrate that. Live in a place of faith and do it. I love this. Let's move on into the passage. And Jesus calls us the light of the world. Moving on. He says... Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that, you're, so that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. See, again, light. Jesus says you are the salt of the earth. He says you are the light of the world. You see, when we go out there, when we're saved and God does something in our lives, we go out there in the life and people notice. They notice, man, something's different about you. Something, and that's the testimony to God's spirit living inside of you. Man, I, I've known this Jeremiah for some time, but man, something's different about this guy. What, what, is, what is up with you? Like, uh, that's my hair. No, it's not your hair. It's your holy, it's your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what it is. I was going to say, it's your holy. I don't know where I was going to go. It's your holy something. It's the Holy Spirit living inside of you. That's the testimony for all people. Because guess what? People are, are excited. People are like, man, what is that? You are allowed where a city on a hill cannot be hidden. But then again, he gives a warning. He says, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. See, in the time where they were living in, they didn't have light switches. 
they couldn't do things like that. It's like, turn the light. No. Do you know the way they did it? They had oil. And they had a wick. And they would do, they would, they would strike a fire and light the wick. And the oil would run up through that wick. And it would keep the fire burning. And throughout the entire time, oil would be dispersed up the wick. And it would shine the light. And these things were sometimes portable so you can take around. And so you can hold it. The idea is this. You don't light something and then hide it under a box. Hide it under a bowl. See, to do that would be like this. You get saved and not going out and sharing it with people. You getting saved and trying to hide it and trying to fit in at school and trying to fit in at work and try to fit in at your family. That's what that means. You don't light a lamp. You don't light it to, to hide it. You light it to guide you, to direct you. And what happens is when you do that, the moment you light a lamp, the fire, right, the flame, the moment you do that and you hide it, guess what? People can't see it. People can't see. So there's no testimony that brings everybody back to Jesus. And how about this? When you hide something under a bowl, oxygen is cut off from it so the flame dies out. What happens is people no longer see a testimony of Jesus Christ doing something in people's lives and also your fire goes out. Your passion for God goes out. The way you get rid of this, the way you solve this, the way to stay on fire is to live it out. And, and, and so I'm telling you to, to actively walk in that faith, apply it. You see, when you can live in that place of faith, see, Christianity was always meant for you to live out. Because Jesus is saying, if you don't live it out, guess what's going to happen? Your fire is going to go out. No one's going to see it and you're going to go down. There's no way it can stay. But Jesus is saying, if you live it out, that's the best part. There lies the power. There lies the power when you live it out for people to see. Amen? Come on, amen? The call to be salt and light is to be an impact on society. The call to be salt and light. When Jesus says these things to us, he says, look, you're going to take a stand. You're going to take a stand for this. People outside of Jesus are unaware of who they are. When you bring the truth of the gospel, when you show them this is what he's done for me, and you tell them and you show them in deeds, that right there serves as a demonstration. That right there serves as a light for them to see it out. We're going to be closing just in prayer. If you guys can stand to your feet for me. If there's anything that I want you to get from this sermon, from this time in the Word, is to be that. There's some of us in this place, and I just want to challenge you. Some of us are in this place like, man, I, I want to be that. You have the opportunity to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ and say, hey, hey, today's my day to be salt and light. Hallelujah. You walk out of this place, I stay salty. Come on now. We want you to say that. But guess what? It's the power of Jesus Christ when he brings you into the realization that without him, you can do none of those things. There's no light. There's no passion. There's no saltiness. There's no difference in your life. And so the first thing is first is this, if the word of God is the word for us, right? Is it the word for me? Like, do, do I apply it? Do I read the Bible and say, hey, that's just a good story? Do I say, I want Jesus? 
And it starts there, wanting Jesus. For those who says, I want Jesus, I have Jesus, this is an encouragement. You're going to go out, school is almost over. School is going to be over, and some of us are not going to be back till August, September. You guys are like, amen, hallelujah. But the idea is this, you have a couple of days, a couple of weeks to go out and reach someone for Jesus and demonstrate what Jesus is doing. And there's a power in that. Listen, listen, friends, I want you to gasp this and I want you to hold on to this. Jesus always, the intention was for us to, when we hear the message of God, to live it out. It was always intended, if you see in this passage, it was always intended to live out so people can see. Because that's where the power is at. That's where the power and that's where your faith lies. Well, guess what? It's hard to do that. Guess what you're going to need? Faith. Well, man, sometimes Jesus says some crazy things and he wants me to believe this. Guess what? Faith. It takes faith because you can trust him. He never goes back on his word. In closing, I just want to pray with you guys. If you guys can bow your heads and close your eyes. Just with no music, just us here. This is what I want to do. And we're going to end this time in worship. We're going to end this time allowing God to continue to speak. I really do believe that when we get in these times of worship, God just speaks and he makes things clear. Like I could have just spent like the last 25 minutes talking to you in just a moment. And God, oh, I get it. This made sense. So the first person I want to pray for. With all eyes closed, I want to pray for the person right now who says, man, I'm not even sure if I am the salt. If I'm, the, I'm not even sure if I'm the person Jesus is talking to. I want to be that. I want to accept Jesus in my heart. And I want to make him the, the everything in my life. I want him to be number one in my family, my, my home, my, my school. I want him in my life. I want to accept Jesus. I'm not going to make you do anything weird. But if that's you in this place, I just want to know who I'm praying for. If that's you with all eyes closed, no looking around. Would you raise your hand and say, man, I want to give my life to Jesus. Because I want to be that. I want to receive Jesus in my life. If that's you in this place, just slip your hand up. Just so I can see who I can pray for you. Amen. Hands going up. Is there anybody else? Amen. Amen. You can put your hands down. As I pray this out loud from here on the stage, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray with you. Because sometimes when you give your life to Jesus, you don't know what to do. You get excited. All these things growing through your head. Here's what we're going to do. All eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed. Keep staying engaged. I'm just going to pray a prayer in general. That means I'm going to say things that if I were to give my life to the Lord, I would say these things. As an outline, as a guide for you to understand and really know what you're doing. Because you have to know what you're doing. Giving your life to Jesus means it's saying that I'm repenting from my sins. I'm turning away from the things that, that are evil. I'm turning away from the, the things that I know is wrong. And I'm allowing God to come into my life and clean my heart from those things so no no longer when he looks at me he's going to see my past he's going to see my failure but when he looks at me when God the Father looks at me he's going to see Jesus and then I'm going to be born again and when I die I have the hope of salvation I have the hope that I'm going to be in eternity with Jesus so what I'm going to do I'm going to pray this simple prayer and I'm going to have everybody in the youth group pray it out loud 
So that way we can all be encouraged. But I want to pray this prayer. And if you're praying it for the first time, I want you to pray it and really mean it. And just really just understand that God and the Holy Spirit wants to touch your life. So right now, you all can just repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus. Come on, say, Dear Jesus. I come to you tonight. And I ask for repentance of my sins. I ask that you would give me your Holy Spirit. And that I would be born again. God, I pray that you lead me in my life to be obedient to your word. I want to live for you. I want to please you. And I want to serve you with everything that I do and say. I pray that you would help me now. That you would uh, give me strength to live it out. Starting today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. With all eyes closed, we're just going to end this time in worship. Um, these next 10 minutes, what I want you to do, I want you to find a place in this sanctuary. And if you're new to this, what we like to do is we like to just be free. Sometimes we want to sit over here. We don't want you guys talking to your neighbors. If you could just take these next 10, mon- uh, 10 minutes and we're just going to say, God, whatever you taught me in this time, I want you to just make it clear. I want to speak to you. If you want to pray with a leader, if you feel like, man, I just want someone to pray with me. We're going to have leaders up here at the front. So if those who just want to go and start reading the Bible or those who want to worship God, or I'm going to get on the guitar, I'm just going to worship Jesus. But at the same time, I'm going to have leaders up here at the front. So if you want to come and pray and say, hey, I want to pray with you, can you just pray with me? What do you want to pray for? And we'll just pray with you. No matter what it is, I want to pray for my mom. I want to pray for my school. I want to pray for my family. I want to pray for me. Can you pray for me? Whatever it may be, we want to pray for you. And matter of fact, let me have... Hector, come up to the front, and let me have Steph as well. Come on up to the front. And we wanted to pray with you guys. These two leaders right here, guys with guys and girls with girls, are going to be up here. Okay? And we want to pray with you. Amen? And as a matter of fact, we're going to actually play music in the back as well so I can be in prayer. Um, so you guys can find a place in this, in this sanctuary and just begin to pray. We're just going to dim the lights for you guys. And specifically, if you're in this place, man, what do I pray for? We're just going to say, God, I want, I want to pray that I be salt and light in this world. God, I want to pray that my saltiness, Lord, will stay with me. That I will have an impact. That I will live my life in godly character, Father God. Trusting your word and living out the whole message. And God, demonstrating the truth by deeds. Whether natural and supernatural. If you're in this place, we want you to pray and just be encouraged. Amen.